Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekend Catch-Up Podcast. This is the podcast where we get you caught up on all things. What Pop all things? Culture. Pop culture. Pop culture, for sure. Uh, comedy specials on Netflix. Sad comedy. Sad. Yes. Sad, I don't Sad think comedy. comedy. And I, tech. And space. I agree that it wasn't a and comedy. And Disney. I agree that it wasn't a comedy. We're I probably, actually I have, want. I just want everybody to know we're probably going to talk about something that Disney owns for the rest of every single episode. That's probably going to be a they theme. They own everything now, and it's just it's going to be like a recurring. They have one hundred percent of everything now. They yeah yeah yep. it's great. Except Depop. Except Depop. Yes. But they might buy that at some point. They might. Soon. They might buy. But they might buy. Could Depop, you imagine if Depop. the Disney park has like a resale shop, <laughs> like a Disney, just like a Disney <gasps> That'd Depop? Be amazing. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, anyway. so we've got a great episode lined up. I'm actually really excited about the doc this week because it's looking pretty packed with cool stuff. Yeah, I packed I'm, it I'm in there. Pumped. Yeah. yeah. I found three topics. You did you did find three topics. Mm-hmm. You you found three whole topics. Mm-hmm. I contributed one thing and then I found out that you had already been like halfway through I pasting it. I was copy and then I was gonna paste it and then you pasted it in there Folks, right before I did. When you are seeking a partner in life, find someone who will do all the work. All the work. <laughs> no. <laughs> Share the burden. But if one person just goes, you know what? I took the burden today. Let him do that. Because sometimes that's a nice thing to do. So. Oh, before I forget. Are yes. we taking next week off? Um, Yes. Gosh. Uh, next week we're going to be. Next week and the week after. We are going to be out on vacation for two weeks. So this is going to be the last episode to sort of tide you over uh, until we are back from vacation. So. But- we have earned it. It is our five-year anniversary, wedding yes. anniversary, not even just anniversary. Like five-year five wedding, wedding anniversary. anniversary. So that's going to be our half-decade anniversary that we're celebrating. It's the wood anniversary. Okay. Yes. Into the woods. Yeah. And what did I get you? Um, you got me a skateboard. You yeah. got me a new skateboard, like a new full setup because it's wood. Yes. Yeah. I what love did you that. get me? I'm not telling you what I got you. Okay, but it's not here yet. It's not here yet, okay. no. Uh, um. uh, okay, week in pop culture. Yes. Okay. This, we both kind of have combined ones because I yeah. talked about that that Ford show. Yeah. So it's both kind of combined. We, we've just been watching stuff. We have been watching stuff on Netflix. Um, my Netflix binge really wasn't a binge, kind of more just a sad afternoon spent watching this thing was the <laughs> um, Bo Burnham Inside comedy special now we mentioned that we really probably aren't going to be calling this a hold on a second we're not going to call this a comedy special i think this is more of a performance art movie centered around the topic of making a comedy special if that makes sense um for those of you who don't know bill burnham he began his career as sort of an online famous musician kind of comedy person in He's 2008. Like, who's that Christian guy that sings this Chick-fil-A song? That's like what he does. Like I, it's all music-based. It's all it's music-based comedy. There's yes. plenty of comedians that do this. And Bo is definitely one of the more well-known ones. He's already had yeah. some specials that have been well-known. His videos on uh, YouTube starting in like 2007, 2008 got millions of views. He was mm-hmm. huge for a long time. And around 2015, 2016, he actually left comedy he left performing because he was having severe anxiety on stage. And as he said in his new special, like, I decided that in January of 2020, I would get back into performing and put myself out there. And then the funniest thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so this entire special, the premise of it is that he's doing it from a single room over the course of 2020. And when I say that it is kind of like a reflection on the entire year, just in terms of watching this guy sort of process the year as he's making a project. Yeah. It is very difficult 
to sort of wrestle with, especially if you're still kind of like coming off the heels of it, I think, which everyone is right now. Um, I think a lot of people have found it cathartic in seeing that someone else was going through that as well. Yeah. I'm one of those people, but it is a lot to take in. It yeah. is, it's very well made, incredibly well made. I would say really good. You may want to take this out, but do we need to have like a suicide disclaimer? Because he talks about that. Yeah. And I mean, and that's going to go along with like the rest of the content with it. It is, it is a comedy for big people. There are bad words in it. There's um, sort of a discussion on the fact that he's pretty open about wanting things to be over. Like, yeah permanently and that's a situation that i think many people could at least in fleeting moments could identify with over the last year uh so this is a definite like even though it's song and slight dance like you this is for big people so just be careful who you're watching with in mixed company um incredibly well made very very good it's sad though so if you don't want to be sad on purpose yeah that might not be your jam it is kind of a sad very very introspective performance i don't normally piece. watch things like that i'll just I'll yeah go ahead and tell i you. i really enjoyed it but it was very sad yeah okay yeah what anyway if you want to watch something a little more lighthearted and yes. goofy and incredible yes i discovered a new show i was at the nail salon and they have a bunch of tvs and they always have different netflix like tlc type shows yeah. competitions um on their big screens but they're muted and mm-hmm. i was sitting there and it's not the normal show that they picked. It was this show called Forged in Fire. And I'm yes. sure everybody's heard about it by now. There's like over 100 episodes, but it's the first time I've heard of it because yeah. we don't have cable. So it's right. we haven't flipped right. past it before. Like we would have to sit down and click it on it on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. Right. I think it's Netflix. And I started, I like watched it and I was watching it and I was just reading it. And then I was like, I have to watch this. I have to pull this up for Isaac. It's funny and that then, this was at the nail place. Yes, my nail place. This is a very place. dude show. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. Like they always have some show that's like competition based like yeah. that. Okay. And so it was on and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to turn this on for Isaac. So the other day I came on and I was like, Oh, I think this is that show that I saw. Yeah. And it's all about dudes making swords and knives. It's so simple. (laughs) It's who can make the best sword every episode. The best blade. It's all about like. the best blade. Yeah. And they have like parameters and then they chop stuff. Yeah. They They like chop ice. They do cut tests. They do cut tests. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's insane. It's the weirdest show I've ever seen. And it's hilarious. And it's, you know, it's all the things that is just good in the world it's a blacksmithing competition with people who are very into their hobby and i love a good i love a good demonstration of someone who is so just buried in the world of their hobby that yes this just so clearly their life so you'll even get a glimpse of their backyard home forges that they've built it's just yeah like the final challenge is like at their home forge and then they come and they test it on all the bamboo and stuff yeah or the dummies that have the fake blood and you can probably imagine (laughs) and you're right if you think this there are some characters in the world of competitive blacksmithing every single one of them every single one of them folks it really seems like a very wholesome competition show though it's not um cutthroat kitchen right but it's more along the lines of the great british bake-off where they're just really nice to each other they're craftsmen who respect each other yeah it's really it's kind of sweet though it's like they're not trying to be mean or anything they're like 
There was one where they had to take uh, like ingredients to make their knives from I don't know if ingredients it was a pinball crafting machine. from a pinball machine. It's materials, and so yeah, yeah, materials. And they were like taking it apart together and like, do, do you want to use this? I, I'm going to use this. Do you want to use that? Like they were just, they weren't like fighting over it. They right, were like they were working together. Yeah. Um, and I did say it's dudes, but it's it's mixed. So there yeah. just there aren't a lot of women in this craft. Dudes is a general gender neutral term in this context yes. because. The women are dudes on this show. The women like, are dudes on this you're show. You're a dude. Like, you walk in with those Carhartt hard aprons on. Oh, you're covered it, in oh, soot. You're a dude. Like, that's oh, it's a dude thing. And it's just, gosh, the host of the show is ridiculous. Overly intense. Oh, yeah. Overly intense. He stands with his feet, like, almost in the splits. Ten he's feet walking. apart. Yeah. He's, like, taking up all the man room he can. It's yeah. insane. It's the awesome. show is bizarre and incredible. It's, du- it's dudes so rocking. It's it so funny. It's just it's it's so interesting because it's one of those shows that you start watching and you're like oh this is ridiculous and then by the like you're into 10 it. minutes in you're yeah. like oh man they cracked their their zinc oxide what an idiot yeah. you know right <laughs> you're on the couch never have touched a piece that's of- not the right quenching yeah temperature he's gonna break his sword on the quench you become a couch expert yes. on forging it's yeah. a it's, a, it's awesome. amazing yeah definitely watch that if you're not into the Bo burnham sadness special right. right let's jump into topic number one on our list there is okay. a big opening happening. yeah do you remember a couple weeks ago when i said they should make a marvel theme park mm-hmm. they have one they've done it they have one. son of a gun they've so done it it's not okay i think that a lot of times when they are de- gonna do a new big like thing disney's gonna do a big new theme park thing they do it in orlando because they have way more space in orlando right. But this one is actually at Disneyland. So that's in California. It's in Anaheim, California. Yep. And it's it's a small park um, because they're landlocked. Like, they're up in the mountains. Yeah. And they're, like, landlocked up there. So they had to, like, tear down rides to make this. Right. But they made, like, a little small, compact, like, Marvel theme park, basically. And it's really just, from what I understand, like, two rides. Right. And it's supposed to be... Um, a huge grand opening, though, because there is like this cool Spider-Man ride that's uh-huh. brand new. Let me pull up the name. Yeah. Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure is a, it's a it's a brand new attraction. And it seems to be like a part shooter, part like interactive experience right. type deal. So when you go to a theme park nowadays, that is one of these like big big thing like not roller coaster theme park mm-hmm. um it's not roller coaster based it's ride based right so they'll have like i don't know 3d and you know all these different things well if you think about from a practicality standpoint it's easier to build a ride as an experience versus because think about the footprint geologically that a yeah. roller coaster takes up yeah so you'll have to maintain that all the time that uh, an experience ride plus you have to like shut it down during certain certain conditions right and stuff. Yeah. this is kind of an all-weather you get more bang for your buck long term i think with these i don't know if that's true but because i don't know that certain parts of it will hold up like i don't know if the animation holds sure. up or whatever yeah. but anyway it's the tom holland spider-man this mm-hmm. is important right i haven't seen any tom holland spider-man movies by the way I haven't seen any of them. Oh, you haven't. That's no, right. We need to seen any of them. get so, you educated. I do those. like him as a concept. I like him better than like <laughs> Tobey Maguire or whatever. Yeah. Because he was just terrifying as a Spider-Man. Uh, agree to disagree. Those movies are special in their own way. But go ahead. But anyway, this is supposed <laughs> to be a big, 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 like cool ride. Yeah. So they also yeah. brought in a animatronic light. And I don't know how they're doing this. 
but they have a Spider-Man that's like almost a blimp sort of thing that's going to float around at the park. So basically there's this um, gadget in the park's lore that Spider-Man can use to where he like flies around the park and it looks like Spider-Man. Um, it's very, very cool. Uh, so if you have a chance to see uh, anything about that, it's pretty neat because he kind of like slings around the park and it's not a person. It's, it is a, it is a Spider-Man bot that sort of like flies around. And so I'm showing brief footage of it right now. Oh, it's, and it looks so real. It is very, very interesting. Um, so it looks very real. Um, it kind of adds that little bit of Disney magic to the situation. Gotta have the Disney that magic. I think that you get if you're going to a Disney park. What so. makes me sad about this is that they took down Tower, Tower of Terror for this. Yeah, they did take down the, the the Anaheim Tower of Terror. That is like so classic. How could you take that down? I don't know. I mean, I think that... You, they that just, is classic, though. They might have know. made the calculation that as long as it's up in Florida, people who really want to do it can still do it. I don't know. Yeah, I, think that I guess that's, so. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Would it's this exciting, be, though. Would this I think, be something that you'd go and do? Uh, I think that eventually they will have a bigger version of this in Orlando. Okay. And yeah. I'm hoping that... I, I still hope that they buy Universal <laughs> or something. Or they like buy that part of the Universal Park or something. And, and they all update the... all those little dinky rides. Okay. But yes, I could definitely see myself doing this. I wouldn't yeah. go just for this. Like I'm not going to spend like 150 bucks on a ticket just for this. Yeah. I would do it if it's like... I don't know, part of a part of a combo pack or something. Okay. Yeah. What about you? But you definitely go do it. I think it'd be really cool to see it. I, I think that the person who was on the verge that went and toured it said that you could get through the park in about two hours. Yeah. And I think that that's like do everything. And I think that that's pretty reasonable for, you know, two hours of I don't of know how much they're charging for it, but yeah. I, surely they're not going to charge you a full ticket price. Right. But I think that that's, it's neat to kind of see Marvel get its own thing after this long. It's been going for like 10 years. So yeah. To see them finally get kind of a theme park experience outside of the universal context is pretty cool. I'm, yeah, that's I'm neat. I'm, now I'm wondering, um, because in Orlando, they have all the different parks. Right. So what park is this in? Do this, they just have one park up there? In California? Yeah. I think that it's just the Anaheim, the Disneyland Anaheim. Anaheim. So you have like all of Disneyland and then you just get one ticket or something? I think so. That's because when is. you go to like, when you go to Orlando, there's like the... They have all the different parks. Yeah, this is kind of one campus situation, I think. Ah, yeah, gotcha, which is why gotcha. they had to tear down the Tower of Terror. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Even though it's a classic, a classic. Anyway, okay, go ahead. You'll stay bitter about that. I, yep. <laughs> Jumping into topic number two, NASA has announced that they will send two missions to Venus for the first time in over thirty years. Two robots, Da Vinci Plus and Veritas will go um, in the next couple of years, they'll be launching out. One of them basically set to explore the atmosphere of Venus. So Da Vinci Plus is stated to launch around 2029. It'll mark the first US-led mission into the atmosphere of Venus since 1978. This is the space race. Yeah, this is when NASA's second pioneer mission plunged into the Venetian clouds for a scientific study, the Venetian clouds. That's kind of a cool- the Venetian. Venetian yeah. clouds. Uh, the spacecraft will fly by Venus twice to snap some close-up photos of the planet's surface before flinging absolutely yeeting a robot probe into <laughs> its it. thick atmosphere <laughs> to measure its gases. I would love to be in like the meeting for that while they're staging it. They're like, all right, we're going to do two flybys, and then we're going to yeet this drone right into the atmosphere. Right into the atmosphere. That? Was it a drone or is it a robot? It's a drone. 
I mean, robots are drones. Yeah, but is it is it like a land bot? No, I don't think it's going to land. I think it's going to like measure temperatures and measure gases and stuff. And oh, you know. Probably destroy. Just do the thing. Yeah, Venus gets so hot that you can melt lead on the surface, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they have any plans to like retrieve the bot after they throw it in this there. This is my, I have many questions about this, but. Okay. Um, interest in Venus spiked in the last year. That sounded dismissive, but let's get to your questions. Uh, yeah, you'll get to them in a minute. Yeah. I have many. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't want that to sound I have dismissive. many. I don't want to get, I don't want to get you off track. I'm here for your questions. <laughs> interest in Venus spiked last year during NASA's review of the four missions when separate international teams of researchers published findings that the noxious gas phosphine was possibly floating in the clouds of Venus. An intriguing theory hinted at the first signs of off-world life as phosphine is known to be made primarily by living organisms. So there's this theory going around right now and sort of pushing Venus into popularity that without living organisms on the planet, at one point, Venus would not have this phosphine gas. So NASA is kind of going like, all right, let's go check it out again. And they're dedicating two uh, probes to go out there. And how much million dollars? Oh, they're actually doing this. It sounds like on a relatively small budget for the type of thing that they're trying to accomplish. Usually if it's unmanned, it's not as, it's not as, I mean, it's still as expensive. I mean, it's so, like $500 million. Or yeah, they have a slim budget of roughly $500 million slim, each. Slim, slim. I mean, but still, you're sending robots to another planet for $500 million. It's a lot that, cheaper to send robots than people. Yes, very much so. Yeah, to feed them, you know, you have to feed them and oxygen. Worry about them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about them. Uh, 500 mil each, uh, which is kind of crazy. You have to wonder, like... Is 500 million plus 500 million a billion? Yes, it'd be okay. a billion. Yeah. Okay. So for a billion dollars, they're launching these two... Uh, a slim budget, you Robots know. out there. You slim. Know. But it still feels small to me re- in relation to what we're doing, though. Oh, yeah. Like, a Marvel movie will net 500 million dollars. Like, yeah. It's- <laughs> it'll, it'll break a bill. So for one Marvel movie, they could finance... A probed mission to Venus. You know, that's interesting. Isn't that funny? It makes you think, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just makes you think. Okay, I have many questions. Are you done? I think that I'm willing to try to answer them. Okay, why are we interested in this? We know that alien life exists because the government has told us that. And it's here on Earth. So why are we going to Venus? Okay. Okay, that's my first question. Okay. Second question. No, I think I think I'm just okay, going to go with the first question. question. It's mainly just the first question. Um. So the government didn't confirm aliens. They confirmed UFOs. Which simply means... What do we think is happening with the UFOs? There's a lot of theories about that. Um, The government has come out and said that they see unidentified objects a lot in the sky, uh, which has led a lot of people to think that that means aliens are real. What it could be is that there could be glitches in the equipment. There could be people seeing reflections of the sunlight and different particles in the air. There could be other space or air vehicles from other countries that we don't know about. Or it could be people who are looking at U.S. equipment, but they don't have the clearance to know what it is. And they're just going like, what the heck is that? And if you ask yourself that question, what the heck is that? And you can't figure it out. By definition, that is a UFO to you. It's an unidentified flying object. So the government has said, yeah, some of our guys see these things all the time. And that could mean a whole swath of things. And if you're into conspiracy TikToks, TikTok conspiracy is crazy over this right now. So that's... Okay. Yeah. All right. But we're exploring Venus because of the phosphine gas, and they're wanting to kind of like do another pass through with it with more intricate um, instruments than we had in the 70s and 90s when we last sort of heavily um, Fine. All right. Fine. Yeah. 
This, uh, do, do you seem upset? Did I not answer the question? Well, there, it, just, it doesn't seem like it was very necessary. I mean, like, we obviously can't go live there or anything. Like, okay. It's, just, it's, it's like, they call it hell. Like, they call it's it the hell planet. Galactic yeah. hell. Yeah, galactic hell. Very hot and stinky. Hot and stinky and toxic. It's yeah, like the toxic. most toxic one. Like yeah. my laundry bin. Yes, like your laundry hot, bin. Hot, stinky, in your and toxic. But anyway, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. This was worth it just to get that clip. That's <laughs> you. You give me the new sweeps every time we do the episode, and it's so good. This, All right, what's, what's story, Gen Z doing now? This next story, Bree, I'll let you take it, but I want to say no. You take it. No, 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 no. You got it, but I'm gonna say I that. Read it. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. So I'm gonna preface this. <laughs> Sorry. This story made me realize that the oldest millennials this year are turning 40 years old. I feel like millennials can't be that old. We are they the ad- we are old. the adults now. Well, I know that I've always been a younger millennial. Uh-huh. Like I'm on the younger side and I turned 30 in 3 years. Yeah. So um, th- this made me they said 1981 and I mm. I googled because I was <sighs> still kind of rattling. I thought that's for no, and I Googled how long 1981 now, and it's been 40 years, and I was like, oh, no. You didn't just subtract 2021 minus 1981. No, I, did, okay. I didn't do okay. that, no. Um, you Googled it? <laughs> the reason that I Googled that is because the e-commerce site Etsy, best known for selling handmade and vintage wares, is buying the cooler Gen Z version of itself, Depop. Now, Depop is yes. a clothing reseller I know what Depop app. is. Yeah, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah, so... The $1.6 billion acquisition lets Etsy access Depop's young and growing fan base. Um, Etsy says more than 90% of Depop's users are 26, meaning they mostly belong to Gen Z. And this is where I got scared. That's Etsy, yeah. with a median age for sellers of around 39, has a firm millennial base. Yes. And I yes. saw 39 firm millennial and I said, no, no, you get out of here. And I Googled that and I had a... I'm still having, I'm recording mid-crisis over this. Ah, gotcha, Uh, gotcha. (laughs) Depop was founded in 2011, and it shares Etsy's love of secondhand clothing. But Etsy's brand leans more towards the vintage and cozy. Depop is more like streetwear and fashion. Um, Do you want me to take this part? Because I really do know more. Yeah, please, go for it. Yeah. The deal with Depop is that it is like a used clothing, mainly that's what it is. It's like a used clothing Right. So it's that's what it's mainly for. Etsy's more for crafts, and they say vintage items, but a lot of times vintage can mean a wide variety of things. Crafted like, to look vintage. Yes, it yeah. can mean that too. So uh, the reason I think Gen Z really likes Depop is because that is where the influencers that have a lot of clothes will go, and they'll say, hey, I'm selling a bunch of stuff in my Depop. Right, okay. So all of the Gen Zers that are following the, um, like, older millennials or whatever yeah. um Mirindo blimlow <laughs> well they just they they follow all these influencers and that's where the influencers will sell their closets so okay. that they can buy more and more stuff and they can right. get more stuff from sponsors and stuff the old so yes ouroboros of capitalism yeah yeah isn't that interesting though that is very interesting because actually. i follow a couple uh like instagram girls or whatever and uh-huh. they'll be like hey guys put a bunch of stuff in my depop and it's like stuff that they've worn one time they'll do a photo shoot in it and then resell it basically yes and yeah. okay yeah or yeah okay so that's that's kind of what depop is for it sort of it's makes not sense. really like uh, like that's the probably the main 
use of that. It's also kind of like a um, like an eBay, like a trendier eBay. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's, right. it's kind of like that. It's really hard to navigate. I've been on there. And so it's, not like that. it's hard to but navigate. But Etsy is more like crafting items and right. stuff that people have handmade. Needlepoints. Yeah. Coasters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jewelry. A lot of jewelry. Okay. T-shirts. So yeah. and you've, have you purchased things on Depop then? I have not, but I have thought about it. Oh, okay. All right. Well. <laughs> no, it's hard when you, um, like, it, obviously, if you follow, like, an influencer and you yeah. like their style that and you go to their Depop where they're selling stuff, it's a lot easier to find things. But right. if you're just searching on the wide, wide web of Depop, it's really hard to find because stuff. Because it's just a collection of storefronts, basically. Yeah, well, it's just a collection of items. Yeah. It's not even storefronts because it's it's like eBay. Like people will post their Red Wing size eight or whatever on there, yeah. and you gotta like that's filter it, through. Yeah, you gotta filter through it. So okay. it really is like a big online kind of marketplace. Yeah. So well, Etsy did this move, and I think in a wise time because they're kind of seeing their revenue decline after things are opening back up. Yeah. And they had a huge year last year because everyone was inside ordering things. Well, and everybody was like, "Oh, well, I can't work. I might just sell some stuff on on Etsy." Right. Yeah. So as that is sort of normalizing back and sort of getting a normal swing in the other direction, they're wanting to sort of keep expanding, and mm-hmm. they're purchasing the sort of next crop of purchasers so yeah I, I see that as a good move i didn't see depop is that big but i guess it is yeah. i guess it's big enough for etsy to see and acquire so yeah yeah so we do have a bonus topic this episode bonus. we wanted to leave you on a pretty exciting thing uh there's been a leak brie about the switch pro console i'm so excited i saw it and i was like oh my gosh yes do you want to handle this one no you got it okay <laughs> so the nintendo switch pro has been rumored for a while now but a retailer has listed the price for the pro console at 399 euros, which translates yes. to roughly $486. Now, obviously these prices usually work in a different direction where it might be $400, might be 450. Yeah, they go in increments of like 450 or yeah. it's like an even They go in round, 50, yeah. round increments. Yeah. So we're thinking that the price for it is gonna be around 400 or, or $450. Hopefully not five. Hopefully but they can't five. tell us for sure that it's not five. Right. And Nintendo has been kind of playing this close to their chest in terms of when they're going to be revealing it. But it's widely speculated that they're going to be for sure talking about it in their E3 2021 presentation on June 15th. So mm-hmm. we'll for sure know more about it in a couple of weeks. But to just know that the price point might be around in the 400s or 450 range, mm-hmm. you're kind of going to be paying for that OLED screen, that sort of true yeah. black color that you're going to get from the handheld the 4K resolution, but I think that it's kind of cool that they're sticking with the Switch model and kind of, because that gives me more hope for the games that are already out, that they'll just be adding more yeah, rather than releasing an entirely new format for games to be on. Yeah. Because I really like the, the ability to build up a library of games I'll never play, but still yes. build up the library, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that that's good. So a new Switch is down the line and are you pumped about it? Uh, Yes. I Again, I don't think that I'll buy it just to have it. I'm not somebody that needs the newest and greatest and yeah. best thing if I what I have is working. Mm-hmm. And I've been loving my Switch Lite and we use our Switch for, you know, a couple games and yeah. stuff. So it's I'm happy with what I have. But yeah. when mine goes out, I'm glad that there's going to be another option. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad that they're not just getting 
Like, I'm not, I'm glad that they're not going like the Wii U route. Like, right. they're, they're not going in a direction that I don't like. Right. I like that we're still sticking with what works. So. Yeah. So, we probably shouldn't expect the Switch console shortage to die down anytime soon, though. Oh, no. In fact, I would anticipate <laughs> that there's going to be a shortage of Switch Pros because bots yeah. have been ruling everything this year. Resellers mm-hmm. have been going crazy on buying things and selling them for a markup. So, my look, sweet guys, Nintendo nerds, guys, get ready for that. Look. I'm just going to level with you. Just get a Switch Lite. That's my tip. Just okay. get a Switch Lite. Yeah. Because I don't know how else you're going to go. They're everywhere. Right? I don't really don't know how you you're going to get to a forego, You might have to forgo the playing it on the TV experience. Yeah, the docking experience. You can for sure get one now. Yeah, if you want to play Animal Crossing, Switch Lite is great. Like, perfect. Perfect for that. Nice it's just, you can't play. You can't play, like, Jackbox games. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. All right. You can come borrow mine. That's okay. <laughs> you can come borrow Breeze. You can come borrow mine. <laughs> That's the episode for the next couple of weeks, actually. Jeez. Thanks for well, stopping. We try in. to make it a longer one. So Yeah. Thanks for chilling with us. We will be back very soon, rested and in post vacation mode. I'll probably have like my Tommy Bahama shirt on. It'll be awesome. We're not even going anywhere tropical though. <laughs> Tommy Bahama, baby. <laughs> okay. <It's summer. laughs> it's cheap flip flops. Mm-hmm.